Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Ninja Gaiden on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Ninja Gaiden was developed and published by Tecmo in Japan in December of 1988, in North America in March of 1989, and then in PAL territories in August of 1991. Whoa. Yeah, what a what a sad wait on that one. What was that was uh that was called Shadow Warriors or something? Because oh, we'll get into it. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> now this game was released alongside the arcade game of the same name, which is. Mm-hmm. In vastly different game. It is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. And it was called, uh, the arcade game and the NES game are Ninja Ryukenden in Japan, which somehow translates to Legend of the Dragon Sword. There you go. (laughs) Now, the game was developed and directed for the NES by Hideo Yoshizawa, and he started it with Mighty Bomb Jack. Okay. And then he did all three Nintendo Ninja Gaidens. Right on. He directed them. And he did a lot of development, and he wrote the stories for all of them as well. Wow, okay. Multi-talented fellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then uh, left for Namco, where he worked on the Klonoa series. Okay, uh, never played it, heard good stuff. Same. And also, all of the Mr. Drillers. Like, he's a big Mr. Driller guy. Oh, again, never played, but... I have played a few of those, and they're really good. They're a fun kind of... Uh, they became like a extension of the Dig Dug universe. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird... I've seen of it, but again, never played. So, And uh, he is the reason this game has cutscenes. He wanted it to be more cinematic. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a huge like point as to why this game is so memorable. It was the first game I ever played with cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Now, those cutscenes, though, were a point of difficulty for the localization. Oh, sure. I, I as you could that. imagine, they had to work through a lot to get, A, a script that made sense to Americans, but also had to work out how to get English text to fit. Right, right. And then also uh, localization meant there was going to be some name changes for a lot of things. Like you mentioned, no ninjas in Europe, Mm -hmm. just like our friends, the Hero Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This became Shadow Warriors. I thought it'd be funny if it was Hero Gaiden. Yeah. Like if it was always Hero. (laughs) Now, as you uh, probably are very intimately uh, knowledgeable about, this was released as a World of Power NES book. Oh, sure. Yes. It was uh, awesome, too. It was a good one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I got confused with... I was thinking of the strategy guide, and I think that's for Ninja Gaiden 2 anyways. But yes, I did have the Worlds of Power book. Mm -hmm. I do remember it being one of the better ones because I don't think... It wasn't a kid that goes into the Ninja Gaiden game? Yes, it was just a story about the ninjas and all this stuff. So yeah, it is one of the better ones. Cool, cool. Now this game, uh, as we may have mentioned, had two sequels for the Nintendo, Mm -hmm. one of which we've covered on the podcast. Yes, yes. Then uh, there were three Sega Ninja Gaiden games. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, was I think one for the Master too. System. Oh, okay. I thought that was the arcade port. It could be. And then two others, know. Genesis, perhaps? No kidding. Oh, man. I need to look into that. And then there are seven, I think, modern 3D Ninja Gaiden games. Yes. I've never played any of them, but they looked cool. They did look cool. I always heard they were very difficult, but also very fun. I'm also in that camp of not being cool enough to have played them. I didn't have the right systems at the right time, typically. Yeah. And uh, they've been re-released on a couple of different collections uh, through the virtual consoles, of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's as uh, legendary as being one of the hardest NES games of all time. Sure, sure. Series one. And there was a uh, Super Nintendo. There was like a three-in-one. It had the Ninja mm-hmm. Gaiden trilogy, I think. Yes, That was one of the aforementioned re-releases. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Ninja Gaiden? It is a side-scrolling action platformer. A hack and slash, would you say? Yeah, yeah, you very much could say that. And in this game, you can jump, and what a jump you have. Yeah, it's uh, not quite as malleable as, say, Mario or, or Mega Man, 
but but you do get some some play that you can alter the the arc in the air and you can change the height at which you jump by how long you hold down the jump button yeah yeah and you can also wall cling that's right yes series standard one of the first games i ever remember seeing this this feature i mean it was like this and batman maybe i, I don't know but mm-hmm. i think this although is very different ways in which you do it because in this one once you are up against a wall after you've left the ground you are just stuck to it yeah and unlike ninja gaiden 2 you can't just you don't get the free up and down climb on a wall here unless it's a got rungs or a ladder yeah yeah so you can get into some tight little tricky situations where you gotta jump off and back on yeah that's a weird skill that i acquired through years of playing this game that that can be useful Mm -hmm. and then of course you have a sword your ninja sword yeah Features prominently in the story of the game, the dragon sword itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, you do a standard slash with it. Yeah, you can you can crouch and slash jump, jump in the air. And uh, it's it's pretty cool. I I like that. It always starts sheathed. Yes. You know what I mean? And you you like slash with it and it's back in the sheath. It's pretty. And then there are uh, a little bit of advanced techniques with it. When you do your jump slash, there's a different kind of timing. Yeah. You get used to. But there's also a thing where if you held down and if you attack you can attack more often in the air otherwise you can only do one attack yeah it's really weird and i didn't know about it until like a few days ago so i was playing around with it uh, but i haven't gotten anywhere that it really helps i think maybe the it helps boss. with speed running but it also makes it so that you don't use your power-ups on accident and in this game you do have health you have a health bar mm-hmm. and different enemies you know do different amounts of damage yeah but pit deaths are boom one hit you're out they're there. It's no good. Stay there. There are a lot of there. Yeah. Yeah. And your health is refilled at the end of every stage mm-hmm. or every cutscene, really. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about the items because that plays into this a little bit. Sure. You have the special weapon, the ninja arts items, and we'll get to those in just a moment. But you have some other power ups, such as uh, the time freeze. Yes. Looks like an hourglass. And yeah. What do you get it for five seconds? Yeah, and it, it uh, is awesome. Very useful. Love it. Uh, you have the spiritual strength, and that is the currency for your special power-ups, for your special weapons. Yeah, you get uh, red and blue. They're, they're mm-hmm. a little Japanese character. <laughs> and a red or blue kind of square. And the red one will re- give you 10 points of spiritual strength, and the blue is five. Mm-hmm. Then there are two uh, bonus bags. Yeah, just, these are just points. They're just points, yeah. Uh, red is 1,000 and blue is 500. Now, are points tied to one-ups? Not that I can tell. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, then you will find the classic one-up. Yeah, a little a little Ryu portrait. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a restore your strength, which is your health refill. Yeah, I think it gives you six points of health, and it looks like a potion. And it's never enough. No, no. It's, it's always nice when you have it. Yeah. And the last but most exciting one is the fire shield. Yeah, the manual calls it the invincible fire wheel. Okay. And it is a protective uh, barrier of fire that spins around you, and anything you touch with it will die. Yeah, it lasts for a few seconds, but it will get rid of any special weapon you have. It will replace it, so that's not cool. It's not cool at all, and in fact, part of my big strategy was avoiding Yeah, <laughs> many things, including the fire shield, sadly. For the most part, yeah. Because there is four special weapons you can get in the game. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about them, but there was only one that really matters. Well, that's true. (laughs) There is the throwing star. Yeah, this is your basic throwing (laughs) ninja star. It shoots forward. It's pretty weak, but it only costs three points of spiritual strength. And it will kill most like standard enemies. Yeah, it's actually one I always dismissed as a kid, but I've come to appreciate. Oh, yeah. For enemies that shoot at you. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have the windmill throwing star. Yeah, which is a big, cool one. Uh, we saw this. You know, we saw, I think the throwing star was in Ninja Gaiden 2 as well. But this is the big orange boomerang throwing star. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And, yeah. And if you, you know, you can jump out of its way and it will keep circling you. Yeah. So that's always fun if you can keep it moving and killing enemies left and right. And it costs five of your spiritual strength. It does. And then we have the art of the fire wheel. Yeah, kind of confusing. I hate that there's two fire wheels, mm-hmm. but this one's artistic and it shoots a series of fireballs kind of up and in front of you at an angle. Yeah, like a 45 degree angle. It's pretty it's big. It's pretty good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, in the right situations, it's very useful, but yeah, there's a certain boss where it's your best bet. 
we'll get there. But this one also costs five spiritual strength. Mm-hmm. But the real star of the power up or special item show is the jump and slash technique. Oh, yeah. This is, is awesome. <laughs> awesome. It also takes five spiritual strength. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to use on accident. Yes, because it once you get this, you know, essentially anytime you do a sword attack in the air, you will flip kind of as if a buzzsaw with your sword and slash through everything. Yes. It's and super strong. Uh super you can, strong. You can kill multiple enemies in one arc with it of you jumping, which is awesome. It mm-hmm. gets you out of a lot of sticky situations. Yeah, yeah. And like we said, you can cancel it by pressing down while you're attacking. Yeah, yeah, which is, I, I remember that, knowing that when I was a kid, because I use this a lot, and that, you know, you'll run out of your spiritual strength quickly. And you need at least 10, usually, to take it to the boss, where one or two hits from this thing will kill almost yes. every boss in the game. It's great. It's so strong. Um, I love it. This was, I remember finding out about this from renting the game the first time and being like, it was like up there with like Wolverine's claws and lightsabers. Like it blew my mind where I was like, how did I never think of that? Have a ninja flip and use a sword and then just, oh, it was just so cool to me. So I loved it and I still do. Now you start the game with three lives. Mm -hmm. And when you die, you are usually put at the back at the very beginning of the specific screen area. You know, the stages are uh, broken into like one, two or three parts. Yeah, it's uh, the manual says there's, Six acts and 20 areas, so... So you start back at the beginning of the area yeah. you died in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, continues? There are continues. They are infinite. Which is nice. Uh, and <laughs> completely necessary. <laughs> yes, especially once we get to the end of the game, mm-hmm. which has an infamous glitch that was then kept in the game as part of, quote, gameplay. And that is if you die at the boss. Yeah. At the last three levels... Yeah, the final uh, boss is three forms, and each one is kind of a separate level. Mm -hmm. And if you die at any of those, you are put back to where? It's to the beginning of the act. You go back from 6-3 to 6-1. Correct. Which is is pretty rough. Indeed it is. But the boss form does stay defeated, which I didn't know until somewhat more recently. So, Mm -hmm. um, Which is nice. That's about the only nice thing about it. There is a timer in this game as well. Oh, that's true. And I think you can actually get more time. That's an item I, I forgot about. Oh, yeah. I, I, never... I don't think you, you'll never run out of time because if you're standing still that long, you're going to be dead. Yeah, it's 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 never come up once. It's just bonus points, essentially, at the end. Awesome. You can add them on to get that non-existent free man. Well, Nick, this is an early game from Tecmo Mm -hmm. and an unproven hit. How much time and effort did they spend on the instruction manual for this game? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's okay. It's 18 pages. It's black and white. Uh, You do get some enemy art and some little ninja art from movement examples like triangle jump and stuff. But story-wise, you know, it just kind of tells you what you learn at the cutscene at the beginning of this game where your father... Ken Hayabusa is killed in a ninja duel, and he leaves a note for you to go see his friend in America, and the game begins. Mm. But it does talk about this, uh, the quote-unquote cinema display. Like, it, they have a whole page just explaining what a cutscene is, basically, and this, like, in the Tecmo theater games. I, I remember that being something in the Ninja Gaiden 2 manual as well. I thought that was cool. Of course, it goes through your controls, and they call the D-pad a control cross. This is another one of those weirdos. Mm, the control cross. And your items and weapons. Um, has an interesting like story grid where it tells you the names of all the locations you go to, and they're okay. weird. So, But I'll throw those in as we go. Excellent. And you do get some character intros for the four, uh, four of the bosses, the Malice Four. Mm. And then finally... This is another game that has the Tecmo special bonus offer. Man. Or has those little, I guess, stamps you cut out for each game. This one looks like a little ninja sword coming all out right. of the sheath. There's all those. I tried again to find out what it was, and I did find a picture of a Tecmo, like a G-Shock watch. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, that actually looks better than a watch I would have expected. It's, you know, digital, old school. I feel like, yeah, G-Shocks were... I don't remember them being that old though. So yeah, I, me too. So maybe that's it's from something else. But 
it wasn't in an English website, the image. It was in Spanish or Portuguese or I don't know. But yeah, so it's out there. So if any of our diligent listeners have or know anyone who has one of these Tecmo watches, fill us in. Please do. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Ninja Gaiden? Um, I I never owned this game, but I, I did rent it. It was one of the few games I rented multiple times. I, I liked it. It was hard. I could never get to the end. Mm, same. I also rented it and also did not get very far. I, there was a Nintendo Power feature on this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I used it as well as I could. But man, it really tested my very young patience. Oh, for sure. Yes. And <laughs> I only rented it once because I was like, nope, this is too hard for me. Yeah. And then years later on emulator, I went back and was able to save scum my way through it at some point. But I know, gosh, I don't even know, five, six, maybe even longer. Some years ago when I found out that the bosses at the end of the last level stay dead, the forms where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you can still go through it. So I did manage to beat it for real that time. Indeed. Well, then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with Ninja Guided? I beat this game, um, and I didn't have to cheat, so it was, it was pretty fun. I also beat this game without cheating. As a new personal goal, I was I, I did continue. Oh, sure, yeah. But I really set myself a goal. I, I want to be able to beat this game with no continues. Okay. And I think it's doable. I, I got a lot better at this game, thanks to a streamer that we are both a fan of uh, named Arcus. Oh, sure, yeah. He has two very good tutorials on speedrunning this game, which also help you with learning like what to do where and what to avoid. Okay, okay. And they're totally worth a watch. That's how I learned about the down attack, getting more than one attack in. Yeah, yeah. Which is also useful at bosses if you don't have the... Sure, sure, yeah. Jump and slash. The jump and slash technique, Um, which there's a boss, one of the bosses you don't even have the option of taking it to. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did play this game a bunch. Like, I don't even know how often because I'm just, just trying to bang out. I, I had save states at a bunch of different level beginnings so I could practice levels I wasn't good at. Gotcha. Because this has always been on my list of games. I was like, you know, this is a great game. I had this like hang yeah. up that it was just so hard. But if you if you really spend some time thinking about it and going into it, it isn't as hard as it seems. It is really unforgiving and jerky in a lot of ways. Well, especially that final level, man, like oh, yeah. six, two and three are super hard there. There's no way around it, you know, but I, too, beat this game and uh, I'm very glad I did it without having to. That's awesome. Save state at all. Congrats, man. Here we are, friends, in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that I will beat this game, but with no continues at some point. And. It is totally achievable, I think, for anyone if you just know what to pick up and what not to pick up. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I have played the first five levels of this game so many times throughout my life that, you know, I, I've always I know them very well. And if you just it's all about getting that jump and slash, not getting any other weapons. It makes the bosses so easy, knowing when and you can use it in the level. Avoiding half the enemies. That's the other key. Yeah, yeah, like birds, like birds, anything running on the fl- on the ground, you don't fight anything running at you. You, you don't just really jump over to. it. They'll they'll just go by, especially the birds because they're horrible and because they take like 3 blocks of life off or they're, they're some of the more powerful enemies in the game. And well, that's my next that's my next note. Birds. Why are the birds always the worst? <laughs> and they are in this game. They are awful. Their their movement, the homing in on you. I mean, if you keep your head with you and you just duck you can almost always get them, but it yeah, kills yeah. your momentum. That's the key. Well, yeah, it's it's all about avoiding them as much as you can. You know, that's uh, areas I used to have nightmares and stuff, you know, trying to fight these birds off. But, I, you know, that kind of runs into the, the Ninja Gaiden style where you can't stand still because enemies never stop moving. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's my other note. This game is is not about ever stopping like you need to learn how to never stop in a level. Pretty much. Yeah. And now I mentioned the speedrunner Arcus. He he has the world record for Ninja Gaiden 2. Oh, wow. Nice. And Ninja Gaiden 1, I think he's like second or third. And his best time is like 10 minutes. 
I cannot do that. <laughs> so, I mean, if you don't ever stop, you can burn through this game so fast. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I like mean, e- even if you are not speedrunning it, if you're doing things correctly, skipping the cutscenes and using that jump and slash technique of the bosses, it really shouldn't take you more than 30 minutes to beat this game. No, not really. I, I, I normally don't have any problems until 6-2 and 6-3. You know, like I can get through yeah. that whole first of the game and you know, under 30 minutes, but it's then, then it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The key is, I think I'm going to have to do, like you said, six, two, six, three are so hard. Just having a save state ready to go at both of those to practice is really where it's at. That. And for the final boss, like there's no way I cannot beat that second form without the jump and slash. It's so weird. Like I've never been able to get the timing down. So, well, I've got some, I got some little techniques I learned that I might be able to help you with once we okay. get to our level <laughs> by level. But, uh, you know, for all of the cool and amazing things that this game does have to offer, it is just a little cruel, I think, in a lot of ways with the randomness. Like you can play this, you know, level four times in a row and the fifth time an enemy will like load a little quicker or a little later than normal or it'll have a different trajectory that you weren't expecting. Oh, I, I haven't really noticed. I There's just certain spots. There, there are quite a few like gotcha bats. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you know, the the whole game has been pushing you to move as fast as you can. And there are just certain pits where it's like, if you don't stop and let this bat spawn, it will hit you into that pit. So, And that's my other big cruelness is the pits. There are so many enemies that are positioned in just a way to mm-hmm. shoot or knock you right into a pit. Yeah, it's uh, it's malicious, man. It's super, super malicious. And then the other big thing that takes away from my overall, like, perfect enjoyment of this game is that to this day, no matter how many times I play it, I still can't get the jump down 100%. Like if I'm oh, facing yeah? the wrong direction, like I always accidentally do like a that weird half backwards jump a lot of times when I don't mean to. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that and if you do, that's just that you're you're getting hit by something when you do that on exit, like without fail. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I do think that especially once you learn a lot of this game and, and you start to master various levels from just playing them over and over like it feels so fun to be like it, it really does feel like a ninja game like oh yeah hopping well, around the way your guy is you know ryu is running you know mm-hmm. that running animation he's got the best animation of the game of course uh, the enemy sure. is so so yeah but that running animation is just so awesome and it does make you feel like you are just really tearing through a level and if you can get your jumps off the walls real fast yeah, it captures that feeling in a way that very few games, you know, had or still have at that point. Yeah, and if you like hop off, if you hop down ledges and stuff, he doesn't just fall. He fl- he goes into a flip for anything. It's it's great. Yeah, when you do your jump attack and you like slash through a guy, man, it just it, it is a very satisfying mechanic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It rewards you for mastering its toughness. For sure. And then we have the cutscenes, which, like we said, is the first time you and I had ever seen a cutscene in a video game. Mm-hmm. And they're long, but in a way that, like, as a kid, I was like, this is some serious stuff. Yeah, it did make it feel more, like, adult, where I was like, yeah. ooh, you know. And people are getting shot. People are like, there's, you know, double crosses, reveals, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I played this before Galgo 13, because that's another game that had cutscenes. That would definitely was more adult, but it gave it that kind of vibe where it's like, ooh. Yeah, the story's good enough. I have constant twists and turns and misdirects, but, you know, mystery kind of like, who is this? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I do yeah. like that. Yeah. And I, I do still have the problem where for some reason, ever since, since seeing the original box art, I always thought the kanji above Gaiden was the word the. So I have to force myself not to say <laughs> Ninja the Gaiden every time I say the title of this game. Well, you know, to date, I got to tell you that. I never had that problem until you told me that. <laughs> and now I, I keep thinking of it. Like I've almost said it twice in, in this, this podcast where I was like, how is this even happening to me? <laughs> I am so glad I've infected you with my strange uh, <laughs> childhood disorder there. Ugh. Yeah, I, I really loved this game growing up, like to the point where after I played this, when I would draw ninjas, they were all sleeveless. Like nice. on the cover art, you know, where I was like, man, he's jacked. He looks awesome. And I think this was the beginning of like when I realized that real ninjas or ninjas from uh, in the Japanese sense have like the little point or tail off the top of their head or the hood. Yeah, yeah. On their hood. And I, I also would incorporate that into my ninja drawings as a child. Yeah, it was yeah. Everything because if looks... you grew up in the 80s, I mean, the, part of the reason this game was 
fast track to America was the fact that they were like, oh, America loves ninjas. And we did. We loved them so much. They were super awesome. I mean, I had a set of nunchucks that I would buy that ge- that same generic uh, hard plastic tube wrapped <laughs> in one piece of foam yeah. with a cord in between them. They were awesome. So I would use those nunchucks up throughout the year, beating up on people and things to sure, the point yeah. which I would get a new pair every Halloween when that like Halloween random store would open that has like, here's the generic weapons you can buy. Yeah. I would save up to get a, a new whip for my Indiana Jones uh, childhood cosplay and a new set of nunchucks. That's awesome. And I was telling my kids about it, They thought it was because I loved Michelangelo. And I was like, no, no, no. I started liking Michelangelo because he was the nunchuck one. Right, right. I was like, I think it might have been uh, Panthro slash Bruce Lee that gave me my nunchuck love. But oh, they're such a cool, flashy weapon, you know. I mean, I mean, ninjas were I, full of weird, exotic weapons, so it was. They're just awesome. It was, and so you know, everything that had a ninja in it was just ultimately appealing to the children, us children of the eighties. Mm-hmm. There was like from a even legitimate... the crappy American Ninja movies. Well, ninja was pretty much a genre for a few years there. Like there were just ninja movies where it was like the yeah. bad guys are just ninjas and you're on board because they're awesome and kind of new, I guess at the time. And then I think for our uh, little brothers, they even got the three ninjas films. Yeah. that I was yeah. too old to really enjoy it, but man, I would have eaten up three child ninjas. You know, I wonder, I guess power Rangers kind of co-opted the martial arts aspect. Maybe they're eating mm-hmm. their lunch there, but man. So this has been ninja talk. Yeah, here at Ninja Command. Now, and, but yeah, one thing about this particular Ninja, Ryu, or this game really, is that it's got some of the best music on the console. Like, it's so good. Yeah, this and its sequel, this game does not have a music test mode, does it? Mm, I don't know. I know the sequel does because I would go to my friend's house and we would just put that on. Sure, yeah. And let it play in the background while we're like doing other stuff or get this. We'd use it for the background music when we made our own ninja fight scenes. There you go. With his camcorder. <laughs> yeah, well, they're both great soundtracks, but this one's the one that really stood out to me. It's just got some of my favorite, you know, that, that music it plays at the beginning when the two ninjas are facing with your father. Oh, yeah. It's it, it, like it varies from fast paced, like rock and music to keep you moving through these levels and then very like mysterious or dramatic or cinematic sa- music, you know, in the cutscenes. Yeah, and the sound effects are good too. And uh, even like your mm-hmm. death noise is like burnt, you know, into your yeah. mind, but not in a horrible way. This is it, folks. This is our level by level portion of the show. And this game has what they call six stages, six acts. I'm sorry, six acts. (laughs) This is a cinematic experience. That's right. And first things first, you're treated with a nice little cutscene. A great one where it shows your father. Well, you don't know this at the time, but it's your father and another ninja have a, a midnight or a nighttime face off they run through a field jump and meet in the air and one of them falls to the ground and dies and it's your father sadly it is your father and this also introduces many people to the trope of the ninja run made more famous by naruto sure yeah well once you uh find out about your dad's uh death and the letter he sends you you let the world know you will get your revenge and then time for act one you're in the city that's right the instruction manual says that this is a town called Galesburg. Interesting. And in Galesburg, you have lots of normal city elements. It's like all gray and there's fences in the background. and But there's also like brown brick buildings. Yeah. It's little storefronts. Even the word sale is on some of the storefronts. Yeah. And this is a good looking little town. There's uh, plenty of walls to climb, signs to jump off of. And another interesting thing about this game is that unlike Castlevania, where Every single one of your uh, power-ups is a candlestick. They are specific to the level in this, what you destroy to get your power-ups. Yeah, that's true. Here, you have these little, like, lantern-looking things. Mm -hmm. And you've got some uh, strange enemies you're going to fight in this land. you got some boxers. Which are can be very frustrating if they start to hit you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You've got these, like, uh, dogmen or creatures running across the ground. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they are but they look like werewolves or they don't, they look like little ninja men or something crawling, but they're, yeah. they're a strange beast. And 
for the most part, you just want to jump over them. Leave them alone. Yeah. Not even necessary. Hopefully you picked up the jump and slash technique on your way in through this level. Sure. Because at the very end of this area, you do enter a bar. Yes. This and is, you find your first boss. This is Jay's bar. Jay's bar. And who is this boss? Um, well, this is Barbarian. Mm. And um, the manual says, which is interesting, okay, that he lives in the deep forest of Brazil, which he uses as his hideout. The natives are scared to death of this killer, known as the executioner of South America. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. But it's like, why is he here? Why is he in this bar? <laughs> because there is a level that's in the Amazon forest. Yeah. And he looks more like a Mad Max kind of dude. Yeah. He's very, he's wearing a, he's like a big blue bulky guy. He's got a big, like a mask on and his, I guess is an axe. Sword, giant sword axe. Yeah, Here's sword the key. Thing. This game does have that situation where all of the humanoid bosses are giants. Mm -hmm. Now this uh, guy will walk up to you and slash swing his sword. And that's but, it. <laughs> uh, you know. If you've got that special technique, you can just jump over and into him and kill him in one hit. Pretty much. And even without it, you can beat him really easily because, you know, he, he walks forward a few steps and, and swings his weapon at you. So I think you can hit him from outside the range, even when he's swinging with your sword, like just barely inches in. So you can do that. And if he ever gets close to you, you jump on the wall, jump over him. But the easiest way is always the jump and slash. Yeah. Uh, then you have your uh, next big cutscene. Man, the graphics in these cutscenes are great, especially yeah, the close-ups. They're cool, like anime-looking. And in this cutscene, you are shot by a mysterious woman. Yeah. Uh, you wake up in a cell where she helps you escape. It turns out you are shot with a tranquilizer bullet, perhaps? Yeah, I guess. Ninja tranquil. And yeah, and then you are given a weird statue, a very creepy statue. And you make your escape into a abandoned factory mine type area. Yes, we are in Act 2, The Escape, but this part is called The Outpost. Okay. And The Outpost is full of bats, more boxers, yep. guys that just walk around. Swing Lots of pit club. deaths going on here. Yeah, uh, you know, so that's why you want to watch out for those bats or be ready. Um, oh, yeah. About halfway through is that uh, faded power-up you need, your spin and uh, slash technique. The jump and slash, yes. You want to hold on to that. Try to avoid the ninja stars. <laughs> yes. And you do are introduced to your first ladders. Yeah, yeah. And then once you make your way all the way through here, you do go outside, finally, up into the like ruins and outposts of this castle where you get a whole new set of enemies. Yeah, this is called Death Valley. And in Death Valley, you're going to enter see these like knife-throwing mummy-type creatures. Yeah, those weird, uh, they're like a ghoul or something, and they throw... I hate them, because they're them. one of the ones I, that five times out of ten, if they're up on the top part, like they're projectiles won't ever make it to you no, they throw then, this like arc down and yeah will... but then every once in a while it will make it to you and you're like what and it stinks i uh, you um, have the very beginning of this level the very first jump i remember getting stuck here the first time i played over and over i was like i don't know how to to get over this jump while this thing is throwing this arc at me but it's if you have jumping slash and you're good you're in good shape but yeah you're just, just just use it then you also have the army men that just spawn and run at you yeah they're they're pretty annoying because a lot of times you know in this case we are heading to the left and you know they'll be popping out from the right but th they don't always come from behind you but those are the worst and then you also have the guys that shoot is it the three bullets here three ma three machine gun bullets i guess yeah and the key with them is you just have to kill them before they start like they're once they've started shooting you're really in trouble there's a lot of uh situations where it's like if you don't land in front of them and kill them immediately you it's better to backtrack so they scroll off the screen yeah come back and, and do it again there's like a machete wielding man uh he'll be seeing him a lot as well he just walks back and forth mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, luckily there is a fire wheel part way through the stage uh and you can get it because there is another jump and slash technique towards the end yeah you can pick it up here if you if and, you didn't before yes so what's really funny is that the power-ups for the uh death valley area are dragonflies oh yeah yeah little bugs and then you get to the boss of stage two another uh mad max looking biker guy this one with a spinning chain yes he is known as Bomberhead, and this room is amura's altar okay it does look like some sort of mystical altar and the manual says that Bomberhead is the boss of act two and he was deserted in the south bronx he now controls the streets of new york with an iron fist as the lord of evil 
Well, he should have been at the end of the yeah, first stage I then. I know. I was like, are these did these people all get transferred like a week before? Where they're like, guys, we got to keep you on your toes. We're moving you around. Yeah, it's like uh, the way they do like uh, store managers at, at like regional fast food restaurants or <laughs> yeah, yeah chains. We're like, eh, we keep things moving around so no one gets too comfortable in one spot getting too south there's a weird glitch with this guy you know he's not much worse than the first boss you know the difference is he has more range because he just lumbers at you slowly and holds out his hand where a spinning sickle goes around and i think you can just crouch under it when he does it but if or if you can jump and slash him to death in seconds i have seen sometimes where you can knock his chain off it's like a glitch or something i think when you hit him i've done it recently with i was trying to test out that super quick jump uh sword attack thing and it's like that sickle just goes away and he's like holding his hand out but nothing is out there and you he can't hurt you unless he runs into you that's cool i i remember seeing it when i was a kid i don't know if it's tied to this particular weapon or anything or how to do it but i've seen it happen i swear well once you beat him uh you get another cutscene where you are suspicious of the people following you is this you have to go find guy walter smith uh you're on your way to mr smith yeah x3 begins with meeting him he's wearing a nice flannel and has a big beard yeah yeah cool guy he knows your dad and he gives you some uh info on this statue yeah it's the demon statue and it possesses enough evil power to end the world that's not good it is not so and then he tells you that there's a one has i don't remember there's like one is the shadow statue one's the demon statue there's, I think there's a light and shadow one, right? Mm-hmm. And then part of the way through this, uh, Ninja just pops in and steals it right in front of you and jumps through the ceiling. Yeah, Ryu's not a very good ninja. He's been ambushed by a woman. He got shot. He lost the statue he just got. Yeah. And uh, I think you went to go visit Mr. Smith in the woods because you leave a cabin when you start stage three. Yeah. And, and this is at Crystal Lake. Whoa. So you got two things to worry about here. Yeah. Not only these enemies, you don't want to stick around too long because at night, Jason Voorhees may come out and murder you. <laughs> now, this, I think, is uh, the first two levels, pretty easy. Level three, we get a little bit of a notch up in difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get a lot more of the quick running creatures on the ground. Now they are cats. Some kind cheetahs? of cheetah, leopard or something, or I don't mm-hmm. know, a cougar perhaps. Uh, and the... Power up little things look like fairies in this level, but I think they're supposed to be like butterflies or something. I always thought of it as butterflies. I always feel bad killing these butterflies to get my power ups, but eh, you got to do what you got to do. They're wrong. Ninjas famously hate butterflies. This level throws quite a few birds at you, too. This is when the birds really start coming out and about. You got to be on your bird toes. For the most part, run away. Yes. Jump over them and keep going because their momentum will carry them off the screen and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second area, you're on some cliffs. Yes, the Lizard Mountains. And here in the Lizard Mountains, you murder hummingbirds for your power-ups. Yes, slaughtering them. And this, this is area is slowly. all about these like jumps where guys are right there. You either have to jump slash into them uh-huh. or land at the right spot to attack them. Because uh, I think our new enemy is Bazooka Man. Yeah, Bazooka Joe, if you will. <laughs> I don't like him at all. The timing is weird on his shots. And they stick him in a place where you barely have any time to like get to him. Yeah, you either have to know he's there and be fully committed to getting right in front of him and slashing him as soon as you get there, or you have to get ready because they only shoots like every two seconds or something. I always get screwed up if I don't kill him instantly. Sure. And then at the very end, I hate the fact that your final jump is a big uh, stinker where if you are running fast and you jump off, you will be attacked by a bird and hit by a guy that's right on the edge. So you can't jump off right away. You have to stop for a moment. And let everything like spawn and fly around for a second. Yeah. One of those nice little points where they're like, haha. Yeah. Thought a, you were a gotcha. running. And then uh, you get to the boss of this stage. And what you may not have heard us mention is picking up that super weapon because it's not in this level. That's right. There's no spin slash technique here at all. Mm-hmm. I try to go into this with the fire thing. Okay. I would. I, I'm sorry. Either one's fine. I, I don't think this boss is really that hard. No. Uh, you know, I would. Is it a the, woman? It is. Well, no, it. it Okay, the name is B-A-S-A-Q-U-E-R. As a kid, we would always say Basakur. I don't know. But I did a little research, and in Japan, this name is, it's, I think this is a really weird, like, uh, translation from Berserker, because in the Japanese one, it was Bazaka. Okay, and then perhaps, Uh, yeah. Yeah, this, um, this was, 
Yeah, so whoever, however you say that, but uh, this is well, a guy, I, and it was he was trained in China and a master of all forms of the martial arts. He was a leader in a killer's organization called the Five Ranges of Doom, but was expelled because he was too cruel. Wow. <laughs> well, I thought it looks like a woman to me. It's got I agree. A, like a long hair, top knot kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. some eye makeup on, and the armor does look like breasts, but, you know, maybe to each their own. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, since you don't have that that technique, the spin slash technique, you're not jumping and killing it one hit. Luckily, it does one thing and one thing only, which is jump from side to side, mm-hmm. and then occasionally sh- shoot out three stars, ninja stars. I, I don't just know, bullets or something. Uh, <laughs> but if you duck, you can kill. You can hit both of the bullets, and they won't hurt you. You can slash them. Yeah, I would usually use the windmill star here because it'll take out the two okay bullets, and it'll hit him at the same time. But I mean, or the you know the art of the fire wheel. Either way. I just used my sword actually the most. Yeah, yeah, sword works fine. It's you know because if you stand in the right spot, it's not going to. They will never land on you. So yeah, either yeah. way, you can defeat this super evil leader of the Doom people. <laughs> the five ranges of Doom. Yes, and then uh, you have a premonition, and your premonition is true that Mister Smith was killed while you were gone, screwing around on Lizard Mountain. Yeah, the demon's been asleep for seven hundred years. He asks you, tells you, whatever you do, you've got to stop the reunification of the two halves of the dragon statue or whatever it is. You have uh, to. He do dies, that. and you are greeted by three men that turn out to be G men. And uh, you are now employed by the American government. Yeah. To go into this. Uh, and I say employed because they do tell you that you will be compensated for this. Yeah, man. So now, now you're, you just got to America, and now you're in the CIA. Yeah. So you're living the dream. <laughs> Uh, and since it is the CIA, they're going to take you and drop you into a South American country to do some damage. That's right. This is Act 4, A Trap. And we're starting in the South American Amazon. And this is a very lush background, almost a little too lush. It's a little busy. It is. Yeah, I can see that. The Our, our items are found in a, like a spider in a jar. I think it's supposed to be its web, but they don't have enough of them. <laughs> colors to make it separate yeah some sort of weird bug but this level has lots of uh evil army men those jaguars lots of uh birds birds of course yes and this is a lot of uh pit deaths yes you have to be very careful uh you do climb up out of it and then you're on top of the forest canopy which you do get another little cutscene, which is awesome where you're yeah. standing on the mountain looking at the evil mountain you have to get to yeah it's, it's like pans over it's, it's real dramatic it looks cool more importantly, you get all your health back for stage four, too. Which you want, because you're in the Basilisk minefield. Yeah, and it's a pretty standard minecart type level. Now you're fighting more ninjas. There's there's some evil ninjas, ones that are bouncing back and forth, the green ones. Yeah, yeah. Some walking ninjas. And then a guy that looks like he has a giant clam for a head. See, I always think of like a, a jack-o'-lantern weird face, like he's a pumpkin head. Okay, but it, that's scarier than a clam. They're both so, weird. <laughs> He's a pain in the butt, too, because he just chucks what appear to be sword blades yeah. out at weird, crappy angles. And now you have a lot more bats. And uh, the birds are now these white birds that are somehow even more fluttery than the other ones. Once there's a bridge section in the middle, that was a big problem for me as a kid. I remember, you know, before I figured out, I was like, just run past them and they'll yeah, fly off run and jump. There's like four or five birds in a row while and green ninjas at the same time. It's, it can be maddening. Mm-hmm. You climb out of here into a warehouse. Oh, no. This is the Temple of Darkness, the Hall of Demons. Oh, well, it's got a lot of boxes and, and crates in it. <laughs> so I guess they just also use it for storage. Uh, this is also where you find a very strange new enemy that like frog body on wheels. Oh, yeah. It's like a. It, I always think of it as a dragon cannon but i don't know why it shoots fireballs at you at it looks a weird rhythm totally out of place i will say I think that it looks like some evil demon creature i could see it uh, then you have the spinning kick ninjas yeah these guys again kill them as soon as you can because they, they creep start... forward slowly yeah. but then do spin kicks and you don't want that because they they can they can get some real height on them. They're one I've seen them do some weird stuff sometimes. If they like run up against a wall and start kicking, they'll like start glitching and flying up. It's okay, pretty freaky. Uh, and then we have the boss, or should I say, bosses of this level. That's right, the Kilbaros. Yeah, which is uh, he's the once the pet dog of Jackio. He was given up as a sacrifice victim for evil spirits, and as a result, it returns and takes the form of an evil creature. Hmm. 
Well, they're on pedestals. They jump off and then just hop around the room. If you stay under the left pedestal, though, they always jump over you pretty much. Yeah, it's a safe spot that you can use to kind of hop out and get a couple slashes in. Only one of them will damage the life meter, but you can kill the other one if you hit it enough. Or, or. like we said and everyone else, <laughs> if you have the jump and slash technique, you will destroy them in one hit. Yeah. And if you do destroy them, you get to move on to stage, I'm sorry, act five. That's right, act five, life or death combat. But not before you get to have uh, this bizarre cutscene where like a that face and like a I don't know if it's like wearing like some sort of giant headdress or whatever, but it's creepy and it tells you to give the demon statues to it. Of course, you refuse. Oh, I think that's Jackio, right? Is that Jackio? Yeah. Which I want to say this: I did some research and found a video where there is an anime of it, and that's how they pronounce it. So that's the only way anyone could figure. I don't know. I watched a video about his his name is Jackio because I thought it was Jackio. It's such a weird name. Mm-hmm. But it turns out they were huge fans of the former first lady. <laughs> yeah. They're like, God, we love Jackie Onassis Kennedy so much that we're going to name our villain after her. Who doesn't? Uh, it turns out, though, that uh, they have kidnapped the lady that shot you. Irene? But it also works for the CIA. Yeah. Irene. And uh, they do tell you to have a nice day, though. That was, that's a sweet little <laughs> thing uh, before they drop you into a trap hole. Yes, a trap door. Another Oops. Oh, you know, you're supposed to be a ninja. How are you falling for all this? I don't know. But Jackio is pretty creepy looking. It laughs at you. And then you start act five. You are yes. now down underneath the temple. This is the prison of the dead. Uh-huh. You know, you got to fight a whole bunch more of uh, the white birds. You've got the clam face men. You got a new that white ninja that throws stuff. It's got that, like a long sword. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that thing is. It's like a weird double bladed axe thing or again, that's one of these ones you just gotta if if you're on the same level with it, kill it right away. Yeah. Or run past if you can. There are at least two spots with gotcha bats down here. You gotta watch out. And then you make your way outside. You're on the cliffs. Yeah. Funnily enough, the manual names this level Cliff. Oh. All right, cool. It's like a norm. Uh, yeah, you know. Now, again, all the same enemies, enemies you've seen before, just a lot more of them, more bats, but the, the pit deaths are now... Uh, and so- several occasions where you're going to have to do weird triangle jumps. There's one where you have to go down near the end, where you have to do a kind of Z jump down. Oh, man, that is the worst. It's right before the ladder at the end. Is that yeah, the one you're talking yeah. about? And there's a cliff that you should be able to just go down, but you have to jump back over, and it's a tiny, tiny little jump. And I find that when you ever have to do these little jumps over to the side, you really don't want to jump at all that much. You, it's Just more re- about pushing off. Yeah, at this particular location, this is something I, I learned from Nintendo Power, actually. But, you know, if you're good enough at jumping up the same wall, you can jump up the one in front of you. And if you get to the top, you'll fall through it down to the platform below. It's it's not very fast. And I think you always have to get hit by a bird. But it's, uh, I don't know. Some it's people might than find it death. easy. Yeah, yeah, because this, you know, 5-2 and our next stage, 5-3, are both a difficult, another difficulty plateau here. They're, they're way harder. Oh, yeah, 5 is the next jump up. Mm-hmm. And at 5-3, you are kind of making your way towards the insides, and uh, the boxers are back, oddly enough. I feel like they're kind of been outclassed by all the mystical and, like, uh, yeah. horrifying creatures that now these guys with boxing gloves have returned. Yeah, we're out here. This is the East Tower Outer Wall, the Nails of Lucafell. Wow, that's an intense name. And <laughs> the other new enemy here is like a flying gargoyle thing that drops fire on you. Yeah, there's the jetpack ninjas here, too. Oh, is that what they are? And those are ninja stars, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, then a sea of army men. Lots of them, yeah. And they're placed, there's a spot with the bazooka guys where you have these three platforms. You have to jump up, and there's like birds and guys running at you. And it's like you have to land right in front of them and slash them or pit death. You know, this, a lot of pit deaths potential here. Uh, these, the boomerang guys, the boomerang sword guys, not cool. Lots mm-hmm. of them. But finally, you make your way to the top where you meet Mouth. Yeah, bloody Mouth. Uh, he tells you you'll never get past him. That's right. And you, you said, well, <laughs> We'll see about that. He is his the place where you fight him is the place of red execution. Oh. And he is the guy who killed your father. That's right. That's what you find out. Although he doesn't look anything like it. No, he is immense. He's like 10 feet tall. He has a huge <laughs> like horned helmet and a giant shield and clawed yes. feet. <laughs> Maybe he like leveled up after he killed your dad. I get and the the manual calls him the boss of the bosses, a North European legend 
that has been passed down from generation to generation about a cursed man with the iron mask of blood and the shield of death. He studied Eastern philosophy and martial arts. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, either way, uh, he walks towards you. Uh, he uses that sword. Mm-hmm. I, uh, he'll I'm not sure what his shield is. Down. He pulls, he shoots lightning at you too. I don't know. Cause I've always just ran right at him. I, before I learned this technique, I never got here. Let's begin that. Sure. Now, now that I know this, the spin slash technique, I just kill him in one hit. Oh, sure. This is one where even if I don't get here, I can beat him usually as long as I have at least half my life. Because if you just run up to him and crouch, you can usually hit him three or four times and then okay. he'll hit you with a lightning bolt. And, and it doesn't do that much damage to you. So you can win in a battle of attrition. Well, once you've killed him, you are upset and you tell him, uh, you know, you know, you he killed your father. But he tells you that your father isn't dead. He's alive. Dun, dun, dun. And so you begin act six on the same walls. That's right. This is Act 6, The Fall of the Demon, and we start off on the Death Bridge. And that's a great name for it, because <laughs> every two steps, three enemies are coming at you. Yeah, lots of bats, these jumping things, those lizard cannons, spin kickers, army men. They're all here. All Bird. your favorites. <laughs> the but birds. Really, this this one isn't that bad, because there aren't really any pit deaths. So No, and if you just keep moving and timing your jumps right, you can get through most of them without ever mm-hmm. unsheathing your sword. Yeah. Now, after that, you do move into the temple. Yes, this is level 6-2, the Temple of Darkness, the Hall of the Brahmins. Ah, And it's full of prisoners. (laughs) They're in their orange prison outfits. They are equipped with maces, guns, throwing Oh, yeah, we have those mace-throwing guys here, too. This is its own beginning of of new difficulty here. There's so many sections with those jetpack ninjas. They're the worst, man. And they're always over, like, pits and stuff. It's super intense. Uh, it's super hard if you don't get, you want to keep that jumping slash, of course, because even if not for the, uh, for a boss, but just to get through this crap. Yeah. I mean, I only try to get to the boss with one or two uses of it. I don't mind using it when I need to throughout the levels, because especially at this point, there are so many that are just, you know, the timing needed is so specific that it's uh, so much easier just to jump and slash through it. hundred percent. hundred percent. Now, as you make your way to 6-3, the design changes up a little bit. You're now in an orange temple-like area with these giant hand pillars. Yeah, this is the Hall of Judgment. I see. Uh, You've got some axe maniacs. It looks like uh, Jason from Crystal Lake has finally shown up. Yeah, we've seen him. Yeah, he chucks some battle axes at you. Yeah. Lots of bats, lots of people and things falling out of the screen or out of the ceiling. And huge pits you got to traverse. This one is not that bad if you have your jump and slash. But, yes. you know, you get one early on in this level and you don't want to screw up and pick up another weapon or something along the way. Yeah, this is uh, a set of levels I'm going to have to really go through again and just memorize yeah. which which ones are your, your special weapon power-ups. Yeah, which, which ones, ones are? Yes, because you don't always have time to like hit a candle, wait for it to disappear because you don't want it while enemies are appearing. You have no time to wait in this this uh, set of levels for sure. Finally, you are uh, treated with your next cutscene. You are praised for making it this far, but the masked devil himself comes out, Ugh. and it turns out the masked devil is your father. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Or you, you, you can like see in his eyes he's being mind controlled. Yeah, yeah. You just ask yourself, what shall I do? You have to think clearly. You know that if you if you defeat him, you'll break the control. Yeah, and he's your father is also conservatively eight to nine feet tall, and he has like a big like samurai armor and stuff. Yeah, uh, you realize that he's being controlled by some sort of gemrold on the wall. Yeah. Good news. All you got to do is break that gemrold, and he is free of the spell yeah. it only takes one hit from that uh just spin and slash yeah you can and you know this one you can beat without it too he's slow moving and he just kind of slashes and shoots like a wave at you i think but you can and this is one of those points where if you don't have it doing that down attack in the air oh you yeah can get yeah. multiple hits off on that gym yeah you can get two sometimes even three yeah uh you do free him from the spell he he wants to know what's going on where is he but now you've really made Jackie O quite upset, and he will tell you that you will both now die. <laughs> oh, your son, your father takes a hit meant for you because you are the worst ninja 
<laughs> you couldn't even dodge that. And now it's time to fight Jackie O in his first form. And this is where things get a little uh, tricky because since this is technically a new stage. Yeah. You do start with your full health, but with no special item. Yeah. So in a way, even though if you die here, you're going back to 6-1. But it's like you can get a, you can get another jump and slash. <laughs> so there's that. You can. Silver line. But you don't need it. Because if you do have that technique we talked about, you can get up to the left side of the screen Mm -hmm. on one of those pillars where you can dodge most of the fireballs. Because Jackie O is now a creature flying left and right on the top of the screen. Yeah. Shooting two fireballs at you. And that's it. So if you stay over on that left side on that pillar, you can get two to three hits each time he comes by. Yeah, I, I didn't think about using that on him. I, I can and for the most part, yeah. you can stay above your health can stay above his. Yeah, if you hit him fast, because those his fireballs like curve around and come back at you. So normally, like if you're trying to run left and right, I don't know. I when I would watch other videos of or watch playthroughs and people, there is like a weird rhythm you can get. But if you got I that think, super slash, then that's the quick slash is the way to go. Yeah, because you can just take a lot of those hits. Yeah, the key is just staying above him in health. And once you've defeated him, well, Irene is there. She is safe. Your father may may not be dead. I guess we'll find out. But he lets you know that we've got to get the demon statues Mm -hmm. uh, before the black moon shines. Uh oh. But then before you can, no one checked the star charts (laughs) because an eclipse is happening right now, and the statues combined. And you are now in the final boss fight from Contra. Fighting some, yeah, this weird demon creature that looks like a shrimp, kind of? A bony? (laughs) It has three parts you have to defeat, basically. Yes. First, you must destroy its head. Yeah. Which Uh, is... I the first time I heard about the quick slash thing was actually a guy demonstrating it here. Yeah. And this is the other point at which it's extremely useful. Yeah. Uh, Because I think each part takes like 16 hits. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, or at least the inner two parts do. I can't remember about the first one. Mm, Yeah. But if you can get them three or four times per jump. Yeah. And with that first one, it's you're avoiding these like little shrimps. It's it's shooting out. Uh, Then it's got a tail you've got to destroy. And then after that, its heart is still there. And really, it doesn't move. It's just spilling out in it like uh, projectiles. And yeah, these little shrimp projectiles you have to avoid. Honestly, I think it's way easier than Jackie O's form. I agree. Yeah, this is one too. Like I can beat this. I have beaten this one without the jump and slash, like or and without doing the super fast thing. But just that second one is so weird. That pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, your father tells you to take that woman and escape. <laughs> of course, you protest that you can't just leave him there. How but could he you? lets you know that hey, you're a man now, and as a man, you should understand that his destiny is tied to that demon statue. The statue's destroyed. That means his destiny's up. Oh, he passes on your eyes grow wide and you realize it's time to get get out of this castle. And then in classic Castlevania style, you get to see the castle exploding in the distance. Yeah, it crumbles. You and it's you and Irene on a cliff, right? Yes, it is. The two of you, the explosion was uh, detected by the CIA. Irene is then now told to kill you and steal the demon statues and a weird double cross at the end. But you know what? She's had enough of the CAA. She's going to join you and make out. Oh, yeah. Is that the compensation they were talking about? Perhaps it is. I want some money, though. Ninja's got bills. You guys watch a beautiful sunrise that looks way too good to be at the end of this game, to be honest with you. (laughs) Uh, And then you get a staff credits. I'm pretty sure it is a uh, non-real, there's no one's real name. Pseudonyms. Uh, And they show you some uh, choice artwork from the various cutscenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it closes out on a classic, the end. But then it says, thank you for playing and see you next. Oh, not if I see you next. But it doesn't say next time or next anything. Just next. Yeah. Tecmo. Yeah, you're next up in the doctor's office or whatever. Fair enough. All right, this is it. The final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo power review system that has four categories. Each category, a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound i gave this game a 4.0 i went with a 5.0 actually 
thought about going 4.5, and I probably should because there is a lot to love about this game. Uh, the music's great, the graphics, uh, you know, backgrounds, you get a lot of different levels, a lot of different scenery. I mean, really, the only ding I'm going to give it, because I am going to knock my score up to a 4.5, is the animations on the enemies are all a little weak. Yeah. But there are a ton of enemies. There's, uh, you know, just a lot, a lot to look at, and it's all great. There's a good variety, and all the bosses are just weird or interesting looking, I think. And Yeah. The music counts a lot for me. This is, pretty sure I've said this more than five times in the past on our podcast, but this is a top five NES soundtrack for me, for sure. Yeah, it is great. I mean, you're hearing some of it right now. It's, like you said, it goes from exciting driving music that wants you through a level to more moody more interesting pieces that allow the cutscenes to have some weight to them yeah and you know that's a huge thing to have in, in such an uh, old game for sure next up is play control and i gave it a 2.5 i went with a 3.5 but it's i think it's good and precise i like your sword and your I'm a fan I do. of the jump. I, I know you have some problems. That's that's my big sticking point is that jump, man. I still, no matter how much I play this game, it, it gets me. Every once in a while, I'll get I'll just get snagged in a weird jump, and I'm like, no. And it's always like into a bird or some someone's sure. bullets. Well, there's never a good place to get hit, typically. No, no, not at all. Following that, we have Challenge Factor. I went with a 4.0. As did I. You know, it is really, really hard. And that glitch that they factored in as just a non-glitch now where you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the level is cruel yeah but the continues are there there is health in the game and a few extra lives and this continues go a long way to making this not impossible i mean some of these levels are so intense especially the final two where you almost have to memorize it but i mean it, it can be done and the fact that you don't the boss forms stay dead for the final boss that 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 bumped it down for me i think a bit but Oh, yeah, definitely. And finally, we have theme and fun. Uh, I went with a 4.5 here. And I went with a 4.0. I mean, this game is still surprisingly fun, even for its extreme difficulty. Yeah, it's it's my favorite of the series. Granted, I do know it the best, but it's a game that is its difficulty is somewhat cheap, but it's also really rewarding to beat. And once you do, like if you've played the first three or four levels enough, they're they're easy enough to memorize to where you really feel like a total badass just like blasting through all these guys slashing them and and you feel like a ninja like running you're always in a hurry like jumping back and forth it's uh it's a lot of fun and i like the the story sort of like it doesn't really make sense or it's a you know the fact that they only feed it to you bit by bit and there's this air of mystery at least for the first one where you're like i don't know about these statues or anything so yeah. i had a little something you know and it does feel like you are globetrotting. You're moving around this giant world area. You know, the, yeah. world, the levels are distinct and different. And the ones that are continuations of the previous areas feel that way, too. So it is a nice, cohesive theming to the whole experience. Agreed. So, Nick, I ask, as I always do, should you play this game? I say you should. Everyone you should. should. I agree. It does have a reputation of being extremely hard. And it is pretty hard, but it is not impossible. It is a yeah. satisfying level of hard. If you're a Dark Souls kind of person, then maybe this Ooh. is the 8-bit game that you should be checking out. Yeah, this game is, it's like the first Castlevania. Like, it, it has this reputation that is somewhat earned, but it, it just, it actually works in a way to make it more satisfying to beat and play really well. I would say the bosses in this one are easier than the Castlevania bosses. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the fact that you can cheese through them makes this somewhat, somewhat easier than that first Castlevania in some ways. I, I that's agree 100%. A, Argument for another show. Oh. Next week's game will be Rescue Rangers 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. You know, sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks twice. Oh. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. And if you have any information at all about the Tecmo special bonus offer, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Nick hasn't slept in two weeks trying to dis discover what this uh, bonus offer was. So please help a man out. The truth is out there. You can also get a hold of us at Cart Command on the Twitterverse or Cartridge Command on Facebook, where we will often let you know when new shows drop, but always respond when you say hi to us or send out a nice tweet telling us that we're a great, wholesome podcast. So thank you to those folks that did yeah. last week. We love you all. We love everyone that 
listens to the show, but we do go out of our way to say a special thank you to those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command because it's your guys' financial support that makes this show possible. Like we always say, we're just a couple of guys. We're not professionals at anything we do. We're dudes. We are just some dudes. And that's, that's probably dudes. the truest statement of all time. <laughs> and as a, just a couple of dudes, you know, we rely on you all to pay for our hosting fees, any equipment we need, any of that kind of stuff. And we really appreciate that you do. If you don't give, consider giving us a dollar. Any amount of support really helps us out. And, you know, like we said, you are the reason this show happens. So thank you all very, very much. Yes, thank you. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on. Ninja Gaiden was developed and published by Tecmo in Japan in December of 1998. It was then released in North America in March. 98? 1998. (laughs) Ninja Gaiden was developed and published by Tecmo in Japan in December of 19... I I wrote 98. That's the problem. (laughs) Ninja Gaiden was developed and published by Tecmo in Japan in in December. Have fun editing this. (laughs) 